Here I am at Steiner's Pub. This is one of the places. Oh, I just backed into a mirror. <laughs> okay, leave that. Steiner's Pub right here on the strip, right down from South Point. One of three locations and they all show punchlines live at noon every day. Going inside, I'm gonna get some wings, check out the atmosphere. Wanna thank the owner, Roger, for being on the show. And this place is awesome. Oh, I'm sorry, excuse me. Look at this. Is this the place you wanna eat wings and watch a game? Or you can watch punchlines right there every day at noon. This is the atmosphere you want in a bar. This is awesome. This is Steiner's right down from the South Point here on Las Vegas Boulevard. One of three locations. They all show punchlines live at noon every day. Come here for lunch. We had uh, unbelievable taco salads. I had some wings. Ryan had some wings that were watermelon barbecue. They were unbelievable. So thank you Steiner's for airing punchlines. And if you live in Vegas, you gotta come check them out. Steiner's Pub, baby. Hello everybody, <laughs> welcome to Punchlines. Wow, I'm Frank Nicotero. Longtime comedian, lifelong sports fan. Yes, yesterday we had Roger Saxon here from Steiner's. We went over there, had some lunch, and uh, they're showing the show. They put it on live. We appreciate them, so thank you, Roger, for coming in. And also thanks to Dom's Pizza in Trafford and Oasis here in Vegas. We're going to stop by for a tour stop there next. Ryan had the watermelon wings. They were good. I had wings that were very – I ate all eight at the restaurant. Usually I bring them home. Screw it. I ate them all. Yeah, they were the, the watermelon barbecue wings were really yeah, good. Yeah, I might have to like try that spice. next time, man. Yeah, I'm pumped for today's show, baby. I am more pumped than L.A. Laker Austin Reeves after hitting a clutch three-pointer late in last night's game against the Suns. All right, here's Austin. Listen to the screen. Yeah, he is him. Austin Reeves, that was that whole he is him thing with him, remember? That's a big thing now is, oh, he's him. One of one is a big one, right? My biggest thing is that it was right in front of Grayson Allen. Right yeah. in Grayson oh, Allen's face. Grayson Allen, who no one in, in the world likes unless nope. you went to Duke, right? Duck Fook. He's, like he's like the most hated guy in basketball. Yep. So is J.J. Red. It's something about the Duke guys, isn't it? Yep. Like the toss of the hair and shit like, the stuff devils. like that. Okay. <laughs> I never swear. Wait, put a quarter in the swear jar. Anyway, welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Um... LeBron, I had the over last night. If you're talking about Nailed or Failed, okay. I it was 26 and a half. Took LeBron. They ended with 31. And uh, how about this? The Lakers will be playing down the street tomorrow night against the Pelicans. I mean, that's a marquee matchup. You know the NBA is happy. Uh, uh, that's going to be a great game. They're the 5 o'clock game. They're the main game tomorrow night. There's a 2 o'clock game, which we'll talk about in a second. But I had the Lakers. I said Lakers would cover on, on Sports by the Book the other day. Jeff liked Phoenix. Good job. See, now, again, this I, is Ryan. I don't, I don't like When we first started the show, oh, Mr. Nicotero, whatever you say. Now he's like, I yeah, great lose. job, Frank. Damn it. I, I hope the Pelicans beat him by 20. 20. Now, uh, what are the lines here? And we want to talk about the lines here. What are the lines on those two games, Lakers? Uh, I'm, I'm looking at some. Oh, I have a, a computer now. Oh, by the way, hey, look, I'm looking at live shots. Uh, Sean, what do you got? Lakers are minus one. Okay. They're going to have the home field advantage over New Orleans. That's that's okay. Home field, home court advantage. Thank you, you Anne. Maybe we won't get you a microphone. Anyway, and Sean, and what's the other game? Knicks, Bucks, or what is it? Uh, yeah. Bucks, Bucks and Pacers. Pacers. Yeah. Goodness uh, gracious. All I have to do is look down at my sheet of paper, and I would yeah. have that right there. Anyway, those games are very exciting. You know, uh, uh, David Silver, good job. They're, they're really exciting games, right? The courts are different, but it's... Adam Silver. Adam Silver. What did I say? David Silver? Oh, my God. Do you know who David Silver is? No. And you know who David Silver is? That would be Brian Austin Green on Beverly Hills 90210. His character name was David Silver. Adam Silver, who looks like an alien. Sorry, I forgot his name, but okay. Anyway, so anyway, uh, we're off to a good start here. Um, you know what? Here's a good over that maybe we should do. And because I'm allowed to make the lines here, Chris Andrews said I can make lines at South Point. No, I can't. Just joking. Because I wanted to make Iowa the highest scoring team. Could have been 50,000 to one. We kept them at 500 to one. They didn't score. Steelers versus Patriots over, which Sean was telling me is currently about 30 and a half 30 tomorrow flat. night. 30? It's not a 30? Yeah, 30 flat. 30 flat. And LeBron, I, I would say that would be a good, par, a good prop bet. Who will score more, the Steelers versus Patriots or LeBron James tomorrow night? Yeah. yeah. Be a good prop because LeBron had 31 last night. He's usually around 24 to 26. It's 26 and a half last night. And I had it. So there you go. That's my prop for the show. I'll talk to Chris about that. <laughs> uh, 
On the show later on via video will be our college football expert and Pac-12, Pac-12, rest in peace, Pac-12, Pac-12 guru Spencer McLaughlin will be here making his fourth appearance, I believe. That'll be his fourth appearance. But in the studio, in mere moments, we will be bringing in, for his first ever in-studio appearance, Dwayne Colucci. Colucci! Every time we say your name, you got to do that. Today is December 6th, 2023, and it's National Pawnbroker Day. Yeah. The national calendar people asked if they could make it like December 20th, and the pawnbroker said, the best we can do is six. Because <laughs> they always screw people down out of money. All right. And more especially about it, it's show 41. We keep chugging along. We are keeping going. We're going. Show 41. And, oh, man, you had to throw it up. Um, it's Tom, Tom Seaver is number 41. By the way, I'm going to bring in our guest right now. Let's just bring him in right now. He's from the – I just mentioned his name. He's always here via the video. But today, this is – what appearance is this? This is fourth appearance, I think? That it is. You're in the four-timer club. You're only behind Denny Nagel. The only one ahead of Denny Nagel is Dwayne Colucci from Rampart. Colucci. Thanks for having me on, guys. Dwayne, thank you for being Dwayne. here, man. I, you know, you're across town in Summerlin at the Rampart, which is beautiful. Uh, when you left today, you left the Rampart. How did the buffet look? Sparkling. Sparkling, ladies sparkling. and gentlemen. It's always sparkling. <laughs> sparkling buffet. We got to get over to the Rampart to try it out. I went over there and gambled a couple weeks ago. What a, I, it's such a fun time. Great people. The staff couldn't have been nicer. Glad to hear Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. That's what we pride ourselves. Yeah, honestly, right. the people were amazing there. Good, I good. like these little pocket casinos around town, but Rampart, top of the list right now for me so far. Went to another couple casinos. Eh, not as cool. I don't want to mention them by name, but. There was a, a new one that opened up Now, last the Durango. Night. I know. I already saw videos online, TikTok, uh, that Vega, the Vega policy or whatever, Vegas policy. This guy does a bunch of tours. It looked great. The sports book looks really cool. Yeah, they've got the the video wall. Looks like the SoFi Stadium scoreboard where yeah. it has the inside and yeah. the outside. Yeah. Now, was your stepdad, did he go? My dad. Your dad. Sorry, My your dad. dad. Did he go? He was there for the opening, yeah. He was there for the opening. Was it packed? It was nuts? Yeah. Jeff was also there. He said it was absolutely a madhouse. Yeah. Parles, Parles from Sports by the Book, which is coming up later today at... Not today. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne, I can't get their schedule. You know, he knew the, the Laugh Factory schedule. Well, that's like at that. 8.30 and 10.30 every Thursday through Sunday. But yeah. you knew all the upcoming guests yeah. and everything. And it... Our schedule I have to changes it. week by week. You know why? Because if you write it down for me, if you write something down for one, for, hand it to me, and I look at it, uh -huh. I have like Weird Al Yankovic and Dan Aykroyd, somewhat of a photographic memory. That's not true, but they do. But no, I need to see it. If I can visualize it, then I can hearken back to the appearance of that piece of paper you handed me. Yeah, I'm a pretty smart guy. So, I mean, if you just, just give me it, they're, they're always changing. Then the holiday came around. Then Thanksgiving came around. They changed everything around. Anyway. <laughs> Dwayne, uh, anyway, so listen, we always talk about the jersey numbers of the episode. Today's episode 41. Right. Do you think of a number 41 right away, from, especially from the area where you're from? You're from well, East Tom, Coast. Tom, like you said. Tom, you know, Tom, Tom, Tom terrific. terrific. Yes, and I, I actually <clears throat> met him in P.J. Clark's. Oh, no way. And it was great. I, was, uh, I had to be like between 8 and 10 years old. I he was pitching for the Reds then. Yeah, he was in the and, Reds like 81, I think, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I was a huge Dodger fan. Okay. So... Go right up to him to get an autograph, you know, coaxed by my grandparents, my mom and dad. Went right up to him, told him and his wife, uh, Nancy, I believe his wife, Red Stink, I'm a Dodger fan. <laughs> <laughs> and he actually signed the autograph. I, I mean, just uh, unbelievable class. He, yeah. He was just an amazing, uh, you know, man, persona, as well as a great pitcher and definitely synonymous with the Mets. I'm from Queens, so right. you know how that is. And definitely, yeah, Tom Seaver, One of the best. Uh, I mean, if you look up his stats, they're, they're, they're shocking. Three Cy Youngs. Here's a, so I kind of touched his hand, but I never met him. Wait, what happened? You're probably thinking. <laughs> Let me tell the story. First of all, Tom Seaver, uh, 1981 with the Reds that we're talking about around the time mm -hmm. you met him. I think, I'm, I'm doing this off the top of my head. I think he went 14-2. and two. And he did not win the Cy Young Award, which would have been his fourth. Do you remember who won the Cy Young in 81? 81. Wow. It was his rookie season. He caused a mania around town. Fernando. Fernando right. Valenzuela. Fernando. Right. Fernando Mania, who he went, he started out 8 0 with, with like six or seven shutouts. Exactly. Just set baseball on fire. The screwball. The, uh, the Scroogey, man. He had the best Scroogey, Fernando. Um, and Tom Seaver went 14 and 2. Right. And if I'm not mistaken as well, the Reds, am I right? 14 and 2. Okay, 14 and 2. He was pissed because Fernando, he petered out a little bit. He finished at like. Yeah, he lost like four of his last five. Yeah, yeah. He like finished that. at like 13 and 10, or what was right. Fernando? 13 and 7. 13 and 7. Okay. So I remember this. Now, if that, that was the strike year 81, and if I remember, the Reds, they, they, they split the season into two halves. Right. Right. 
the Reds had the best record in the National League, but they didn't win the first half. Uh, the Dodgers did, and the second half, the Expos did. So the Reds, who had the most wins in the National League, didn't make the playoffs. Right. So they were pissed about that, and Tom Seaver was pissed to do it when the signing. But 14-2 and two in abbreviated season. I think he pitched a no-hitter that year. So anyway, Tom Terrific, uh, on July 6, 1982, that was my dad's birthday, and we went to the Pirates game. They were playing the Reds. So my dad's birthday was July 6, and it was a night game. It was during the middle of the week, but, you know, it was summer. And there's a torrential downpour in Pittsburgh, just massive sheets of rain, we were, sta- we were on our way to the stadium, and it started raining, and we're standing underneath one of the bridges, which I now think is the Roberto Clemente Bridge. And my dad's like shaking his head. I'm like, Dad, it's your birthday. Come on. Tom Seaver versus the Pirates. We got to go. We got tickets. It's like, all right. My dad kind of wanted to pull the plug on it, right? So we end up going to the game. It was a long rain delay. So the game starts, and our seats were up here, but we snuck down. So we're in box seats. And Dale Barra came up to bat. Dale Barra, Yogi Barra's son, comes up to bat against uh, Tom Seaver. Tom Seaver throws... Foul ball, I turn, and it hits off one of the facades and one of the alleyways those old cookie cutters had. And I'm running after the ball, and I slip and fall because there's puddles oh. everywhere. <laughs> slip and fall on my tailbone, and the ball rolls right into my arm. And I pick it up, and it was my first foul ball that I ever got. And I came back, and my dad was waiting for me to emerge from this you know, tunnel. And I'm holding the baseball with the most pride I've ever had. I'm getting chills thinking about it. That's great. And it was t- the last person to touch it was Tom Seaver and then me. And then Dale Barra had hit it. Right. So it was coated in cocaine. He had a little bit of a problem, <laughs> Dale Barra. Anyway, no, it wasn't. So, it was a small problem. So the whole Pirates out. in the early 80s. <laughs> By the way, you want to hear something funny about the Pirates? And it's, there's a book about it. The Pittsburgh Pirate mascot. Do you know who the Pirate mascot is, Ryan? Nope. Pittsburgh Parrot. The guy was the one supplying the cocaine to the players in the early 80s. The mascot. You're never going to guess what his name is. His first name's Kevin. His last name, spelled K-O-C-H, pronounced Coke. And Kevin there Coke. <laughs> there you have it. Uh, Chris Andrews will verify this. The pirate parrot was the one supplying the cocaine. And if you remember, the pirate parrot mascot used to be really thin, right. and then they made him chubby. It's because he got off the blow. There you go. All right, so anyway, um, yeah. But anyway, I got a foul ball from Tom Seaver, and I wrote on the ball July 6, 1982. I recently found it. I have it somewhere special, but that was about the foul ball. I got. I had a couple thrown to me by players, John Montefusco, Enrique Romo, uh, Terry Kennedy, but that was a ball that I got, and, uh, and I was very proudful, or proud about it. Pride about it? Proud of it. And I went home that night, nice. and I took a pair of scissors, and I put a little notch in my Fruit of the Loom tidy whitey underwears and called those my lucky underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is going to be. You still have those. I still have. <laughs> How do you think I protect the baseball? That's that's made for that. You put it in there, and uh, yeah. So I called him my lucky underwear, and my dad, till the day he passed away, probably made fun of lucky underwear. Like when I do a big TV appearance, he's like, "Are you wearing your lucky underwear?" Right. And I'm like, right. "Kind of am." I can tell you when I did a couple shows, I remember what I was wearing. But they were the tidy. I don't wear the tidy whities anymore. Only if, you know on rare occasions. No, I never do. Retired. I boxer briefs guy. Boxer briefs. Uh, boxers, yeah. Boxers, yeah. Ryan. Yeah. Boxers. <laughs> anyway, other number 41s. Other number 41s famous. Dirk Nowitzki. All right, now, Dirk Nowitzki is a Hall of Fame baseball, uh, basketball player. I loved him. Dirk Nowitzki, he's a number 41. But Ranker, Ranker is, a, is an online thing. They had Dirk Nowitzki as the number one athlete ever to wear it. And then if you look at the honorable mention, Wes Unseld. Wes Unseld, another great player, I believe, yeah. for Washington. Uh, went on to the Hall of Fame coach, yeah. too. He's never, he just that, passed. Too. He just passed yeah, away. Yeah. So I thought, oh, is this maybe all basketball players? No, it's all athletes. They don't even have Tom Seaver on there. And then I go to Bleacher Report, and they also have a list. And their number 41 is also Dirk Nowitzki. Wow. It's like Tom Seaver was forgotten. Well, you know, it's just this is how it is, the era that we're in. Frank. Yeah. We're becoming Neanderthals. Yes. Like just old times. So, you know, keep that old school vibe. We remember Tom Terrific. And, you know, I remember Dirk, deadly shooter, great yes. player, without a doubt. And I, and I was you a know, Dirk fan. Yeah, definitely. But... You know, no, I, I think Seaver is way more iconic yes. than Dirk Nowitzki, in my opinion. But, you know, that's the New Yorker in me. Yeah. You caught the ball. Pittsburgh, I know. that We have a sentimental so, tie to it. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I, yeah. But uh, Dirk Nowitzki, look, I was rooting for him. I like Dirk Nowitzki. Great basketball player. But, come on, Tom Seaver, one of the best ever. And had thighs like Nolan Ryan. All right, let's do Frank's Fast Takes. Should we open it up? Stand by. We're going to open. So we have Frank's fast takes, and we have the nice. voiceover of Billy Gardell as Clint Eastwood. All right. Here it comes. Begin. Well, it was there. Anyway, <laughs> uh, comments real quick. Bob Del Pizzo. I'm a pretty smart guy. That's right, Bob. I did say that. I'm looking at live comments. Uh, yeah, we did a cold open. 
Yeah, we did a cold open in Steiner's. Look, see, Bob knows. He's, he knows the lingo. Uh, all right, so Frank's Fast Takes. We're going to do some sports birthdays. Now we're talking basketball. And if you're talking basketball, who's the top player right now? One of the top players in the world. Giannis, and how do you say his last name, Ryan? Antetokounmpo. I just call him the Greek. Anytime anyone brings him up, I'm like, oh, yeah, the Greek freak. Giannis. Giannis. Just call him Giannis. I can't. I fumble Antetokounmpo. Did I say it right? Antetokounmpo? Close enough? Sure. Ryan's just making his head. I know. Anyway, happy 29th birthday. Happy 29th birthday to Giannis. We've mentioned him a lot on the show in our first 40 episodes because of his jersey number 34, and then also when he signed that big, like, bazillion dollar contract. I don't know if you saw this. I think it was last night or the other night when he was interviewed after the game, after the, the Bucks game. She goes, yeah, you know, and you get that extra money, too. And he goes, what? He goes, oh, we get extra money? She goes, yeah, like $100,000, which I think she was wrong because it's $500,000 per player. And he goes, oh, I didn't know that. I guess the rich get richer. Thanks, Giannis. Yes. <laughs> we understand you're making $50 million this year. He didn't even realize that if they win the tournament, they get an extra half mil. Making 62 What's that? Sixty-two million. Wow. Sixty-two million this year. So what's the ex? What's what do you, what's he do? Five hundred. Well, what's he do with five hundred grand? What would yeah. you do with five hundred grand? Uh, probably bet a lot. There bet you. a lot of horses. I'll be honest. Bet Frank. I'll be I betting saw, a lot right? of horses. I saw you checking out the horse. For the, you know, South South Point Casino, where we do the show live. That's a sports book right behind us. Only casino in Vegas where the sports book is separated from the horse books. You can go over there. That That's is. where all the horse guys are right there. We're also running Race Day Las Vegas out of the studio. I was just going to say that. So. We have a new show here. We have our third show that we're doing out of the studio. Race Day Las Vegas. Las Vegas. And, and that airs, of course, everyone knows. 8 a.m.? 7 a.m. 8 a.m.? 7 a.m. 7 a.m. Yeah. Ralph does a good job. No, here's, Ralph's great. Yes, we met Ralph. What we need is, a, you know, on that, underneath that monitor should be a show schedule for Frank. Only just for me. <laughs> Just for me, Scroll I, the show. I'm computing all these numbers, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but Giannis, yeah. So, I mean, come on, dude. What, what do you think? And um, well, he, he valued the money last night. He lit yeah. the Knicks up. He destroyed he my did, you know, And by the way, it was his 29th birthday today. You know how many points he scored last night? 29? 35. But anyway, it would have been cool <laughs> wow. if he, it was 29. But at one point, it was 29, right? Yes. At one point, he technically had 29, unless he was at 28 and shot a, a two-pointer and it went to 30. But technically, I'm not wrong. Uh, yeah, he's unbelievable. Uh, great ball player. So yeah, he's excellent. And now here's another speaking of great ball players. Here he is, Money Manziel, Johnny Manziel, celebrating his 31st birthday. His body thinks it's his 51st birthday, but there he is, Johnny Manziel. What an exciting player he was in college, Dwayne. Yeah, he was. He was really good in college, but you know the pressure. And he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. He was. He, his dad had massive amounts of cash. So it's so hard to motivate once you leave college and yeah. continue on. And, you know, his problems are well documented, but he was yeah. a great uh, college player. Now, and of course, that picture on the far left, that was the disguise. We've used it on this. That was the disguise you were when he came to Vegas. Like, was it like a couple nights before a game? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. When he's supposed to be studying the playbook, instead he dons a disguise and comes to uh, Las Vegas to gamble and do. Or what's he supposed to be hurt? We're supposed, supposed to be hurt or something. At that point? Well, I know, but that, who does he look like right there? He looks like Jake Gyllenhaal or something. I don't know. Or he looks like, I don't know what he looks like, right? That doesn't oh, look like Johnny Manziel. Right. So Johnny Manziel, hell of a college football player. Didn't work out in the pros. When the Browns drafted him, I was like, that's the Browns being the Browns. What do you think of this college football playoff? So we got four teams. Were you happy with the four teams? Michigan going against Alabama and Washington versus Texas. Oh, obviously, Michigan wasn't happy, Frank. They, they, you could hear the moans. We showed it. We showed that clip, that. right? Yeah, and that's not a good sign. I mean, even though you got to play Alabama, Alabama was beatable this year. Yeah, and Florida State definitely they have the sour apples. Yeah, uh, undefeated team knocked out. Uh, Georgia knocked all the way down. So th this is a flawed system. And I say it, it time and time again, you need more teams in this playoff rotation. Well, the next year, right? We'll yes. have 12. So and thank that's God. what's important. And I know everyone said it, but this would have been a perfect year to have 12 teams, right? Perfect. It would have been perfect. I mean, why couldn't they just like go, ah, hey, you know what, let's do it this year. But Florida State, still um, still a little upset about it. But I, you, you, you got to lose. You got to lose early. Like, yeah. like yeah. you know, Georgia, you lose late. You lose in the championship. I know you've won two in a row. Plus, I think America kind of wants to... Strength of schedule. Strength of SEC. schedule. That's, uh, you know, the yeah. SEC is the most prominent conference in college football, so they always get some extra votes there. Nick Saban, you know how he is. Oh, boy. Media savvy, one of the hardest-nosed coaches in college football history. So it definitely, uh, it works out. There are four great teams in this uh, yeah. final. And uh, anyway, Johnny Menzel, great college player. Oh, by the way, do you know how many in the pros, Ryan? Do you know how many interceptions and touchdowns he had? It's the same number. Lucky sevens. It was. Did you know that? Yep. It was the sevens. And he also loved seven and seven because that's probably what he would drink when he would come <laughs> to Vegas. Yeah, he threw seven touchdowns, seven picks. 
That's it. That's his career. That's seven more than you and I have, though. So I should. That is true. He's only thirty-one. You'd be like, man, if you could get your act together and maybe, but he just, he, 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 I don't think he wants to play. More money then. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. And that documentary was a little disappointing, but it was worth watching. Uh, All right, let's move on. I got since we do a comedy show, kind of here too. One of my favorite comedians growing up, Stephen Wright. Stephen Wright's birthday today. Stephen Wright is sixty-eight, I believe. Is that right? Yes. Uh, Stephen Wright fan, real dry. Yeah. Uh, from Boston. I believe he made his first appearance on the tonight show with Johnny Carson. And back then that was, that was, that was the shot, right? If you got Carson, that, that would propel your career. He did it. And Carson invited him back the next night right. to do another six minutes. Cause you do a six minute set. So he did six minutes. And then the next night he did another right. six minutes. And all of a sudden he gets all these agents and all these clubs wanting to book him, And he's like, I just did every joke that I have on national TV. <laughs> I got nothing. He's like, I had two six minute sets. That was it. So it, he said it was the best thing that could happen. Obviously, it made him a star, but he had to then start writing a lot more. And but yeah, he was one of the best. He, he was he's in that movie with Chip Bell, right? The, uh, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, he is. I mean, there he is. I mean, he still he oh, God, he still looks great. He always had that weird haircut, which was great. But uh, just try. Do we have his jokes running? A couple of his jokes. Some stuff since I don't have any fingerprints. My theory of evolution is that Darwin was adopted. Right. <laughs> My uncle was a clown for Ringling Brothers Circus. And when he died, all his friends went to the funeral in one car. <laughs> that joke right there, Dwayne, he said, uh, My uncle was a clown for Ringling Brothers Circus. When he died, all his friends showed up in one car. <laughs> the best. He was great. He's still great. Stephen Wright, he's still out there. So happy yes. birthday to Stephen Wright. All right. On this day in sports history, Something, a couple, a couple magical things. Archie Griffin wins the 41st Heisman Trophy. Uh, or doing, yeah, Archie Griffin, there he is. And of course, Archie Griffin, his claim to fame, the only man to win two Heisman Trophies. Yes. He won it in, uh, was it 74 and 75, I believe, for Ohio State. Great college running back, obviously the only one to win it twice. I think a lot of people thought Caleb Williams was a shoe in this year. Yes. What happened with USC this year? Uh, they just, you know, they didn't have it. And the uh, Pac-12 was on a down season, I yeah. have to say, Frank. It wasn't one of them, uh, uh, you know, a- as opposed to Jaden Daniels, who played so well wow. on a team that wasn't really as highly ranked. So, yeah, USC definitely looking at themselves in the mirror. U- uh, UCLA, a lot of these colleges. Arizona actually played uh, yeah. probably as good as they most closed of those the season. Yeah, I forget, yeah. but they they looked really good towards the end of the year. Right. You know, um, Caleb Williams does he does he does he stay another year? Or he, he goes to the draft. Oh, he's no, already got to go. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. already said he's not playing the ball game against Louisville. So I jumped on Louisville. Right. But uh, he had a shot at, at at winning his second one. I think uh, didn't Tebow also? He had a shot. I think didn't he play? I think a year after he won his. But Archie Griffin still the only man to win two. He went out to play with the Bengals because I remember I remember having his football card and he played against the Steelers a lot. He was never a great pro, but he lasted like seven years, so good for him on that. But yes. I mean, to win two Heisman trophies—that that's a set of earrings right there, right that's there. A great accomplishment. And he's—is he on any of those Heisman commercials, the Nissan ones? Because he should be. He should have two of them. I think he was on. He used to be. I haven't seen him in a while. Um, and on the state, another Heisman trophy. Uh, 1985, Vinny Maliulo. There's Vinny right there. Vinny, <laughs> Vinny won the 52nd Heisman Trophy. Vinny, Vinny, congratulations, Vinny. Oh, wait, that's a typo. Vinny Testaverde. I apologize. It's Vinny Testaverde. Won the Heisman Trophy. He went on to play for about 20 years. Yeah, yeah. He played he forever. Play for the Jets. He played for the Jets. He played for every <laughs> team, almost. Everybody. But boy, yeah. he could sling the ball, man. Yeah, yeah. And wasn't he colorblind, Frank? Was I think that? he was colorblind. Was he really? In real life, yes. I believe that Vinny Testaverde now, was Now, wait a second. Colorblind. How the hell can you quarterback in the NFL? Uh, just, you know. He's he just looking at helmets or yes, something. He had talent and definitely the jerseys. And, you know, just uh, it, it doesn't always, you know, pan out in the pros. Yeah. These guys who are great in college. Yeah, it happens uh, a lot. You know, usually the guys that become superstars are not that great in college. Right. And you always see that. But uh, Vinny had a long, illustrious career. He didn't win too much, but no. still played for a long time. Played for a long time, man. He played for a real long time. He's so... He saw white more clearly than he saw orange. And so go. that's why the Bucks wore white at home one year. Right. Oh, wow. Just yeah. for him. That's really interesting. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah. So in the college football playoff, back to that, uh, you were talking about how it's a down year for the Pac-12. It's a down year for the Pac-12, but Washington, obviously undefeated. Right. Um, but they're four-point four underdogs against the Big 12's Texas. So 
Is that because the Pac-12 just the competition maybe this year or is Tech? I mean, it was nine points last week that went up to ten, and that was kind of the, the Oregon, Oregon game. Oregon was yeah. yeah, you know, such a big favorite. I think that Texas, you know, they do have that win against Bama, so that's yeah. definitely on their resume. I think that the strength of schedule is what comes into play when we're making these lines, and Chris will tell you that you have to look at the opponents and who they played during the course of the season. If there was some adversity, you're missing some key players. You always have to take that into consideration and Washington played lights out against Oregon don't get me wrong they looked Texas amazing. is a totally different uh, scenario I think that's going to be a tight game though Frank I, I agree with you I think it's still a lot of points Washington is undervalued right now okay yeah I, I, that's who I'm going to jump and what do you think of the Michigan uh, the Michigan wow. Alabama game Michigan played so well you know and you have the cheating scandal with Harbaugh that people wait are what saying. I didn't hear anything about that was that anywhere I must have missed that <laughs> That story for that one day that happened. Jesus, oh, thank God that's over. But I don't know. I do you think? What do you? Who do you like in that could game? Compete there, I tell you. You know, when the SEC starts to ride high and their best team starts to fire on all cylinders, you get real nervous, Frank. So we're gonna have a ton of Alabama backers. But I know at the rampart there was a big Michigan clientele yeah. over the weekends. Yeah. So and when they played their game, so it definitely it's gonna be some great two way action. I kind of like Bama a little. Yeah. I'll be now, what, so if it's Bama versus a Texas, wow, and whoever wins will finished with one loss and then you have Florida State who didn't lose a game right. and they're not so there's only one undefeated team and they didn't win the national chance weird and just because they, they're down to a third string quarterback yeah you know, that's why is, it's the eye test you yeah, had to do that that's what it is and you know you, you want to see the best product in this playoffs uh, you know time and time again we preach about it in the NFL especially but now in college football Frank it's all about money yeah. This is what everybody wants to see. They want Alabama in there with a the possibility do. to play Texas again. You want to see Michigan and Harbaugh. You know, a lot of people rooting against them, but they had a fabulous season. And, uh, you know, like you said, Washington battle-tested, deserves to be there. And Florida State, they just had an injury at the wrong time. Yeah, they really did. Ryan, who do you like in the college football playoff? We haven't talked to you about this. Yeah, I said I wanted to see the Alabama-Texas rematch. You do yeah. want to see that rematch. That's yep. right. Yeah, I mean, I, they're not going to—I guess the—, the NCAA probably doesn't want Washington in there. Probably that's the team they want out of there, Pacific Northwest. You know, Uh, I don't know. But I've watched my buddy Christian who watches the show. I've watched every Washington game with him over the last four or five years. I mean, I watch a lot of Washington football. So I'm rooting for them because Pitt Panthers, worst team ever, are terrible team. So I don't know. I don't know what to do. They beat Louisville. They beat Louisville. Louisville. I know, I know, right? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's any given Saturday in college (laughs) football, without a doubt. Or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday. You never know anymore. By the way, Vinny Testaverde wasn't the only Italian to win a Heisman Trophy. I know Chris Andrews will want me to point out that Penn State's John Capaletti also won it. And John Capaletti, we were talking about, I want to ask Dwayne about this. Brian's song. Great TV movie, right? Yes. Uh, The Gale Sayers, Brian Piccolo story. Definitely. James Conn. James yeah. Conn and Billy, Billy D. Williams. D. Yeah. We've been talking about the music. If you hear the music, you just start getting, we- getting weepy already. But do you remember something for Joey? It was about the John Capaletti. When John Capaletti had a younger brother who had leukemia and passed away. And Capaletti for Penn State won the Heisman and won it for his little brother Joey. He ended up passing away. And they made a TV movie in 1977 with Mark Singer, who was more known for the Beastmaster, right, Bob right. Del Pizzo. But yeah, that was another really I sad TV movie. That. Yeah, yeah, I was very young when that. Uh, yeah, I watched. watched that a million times. That was another good one. So. Got a couple of times. Vinny, we got a couple of Italian winners. We got Colucci. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. 1992. This stat blows my mind on this day in sports history. Jerry Rice, the GOAT, the greatest wide receiver of all time, catches the then record 101st touchdown, passing Steve Largent. Wow. Steve Largent actually held the record. Here it is right here against the Dolphins. His 101st touchdown pass. There it is. Don Hudson. Wow. He had 99. So you think, wow, he couldn't have had many more than that. But no, Jerry Rice wasn't done by a long shot. He finished. Do you know how many touchdowns Jerry Rice finished with? I don't know off the top of my over head. Under, but it was I'll, a say, ton. I'll say over under is uh, 195. Oh, a ton. He, he, he killed the Cowboys. He killed everybody. Yeah, he killed everybody. And Montana to Rice. Yeah, That's Montana. It. He had 200. And even Steve Young. Yeah, and Steve Young. 207? 208. 208. Sorry to shortchange you, Mr. Rice. Right. 208 touchdowns. And what me and my friend Mike O'Day always used to laugh at is you'd hear these stories every game that he'd catch all the touchdown passes. They'd point out that Jerry Rice, his dad, was a bricklayer. And his dad, instead of throwing footballs a lot to him, would throw bricks. Wow. He would throw bricks. And that's how he developed these strong, callous hands. He attributes to catching bricks. Now, if you have a child out there that you want to groom for the NFL, <laughs> I'm not condoning that you throw bricks you to your child. You training. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just stick with the football. Stay with the football. Start with a nerf. Move yeah. up to a real pigskin. But he would catch bricks. Wow. I mean, that's, 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 that's tough right there. But he, 
He ended up catching 200 and well, no, yeah, I think he caught 197. He scored 208 because he had some runs. Ran. Yeah, right, exactly. But I mean, that seems to me an unattainable record because Ryan, our super producer over there, also put up uh, the active touchdown list. Right? Who's the active leader up there, Ryan? Active leader is Mike Evans. Mike Evans, who has. 98? 98. He has 98. So he's not even halfway there, and Evans is 10 years in. I mean, Jerry Rice isn't, he's not going to be caught. That's one of those Cy Young won 511 games. Do you see anybody with with the health of players and the way they micromanage and time or load? Tyreek Hill has the talent, but like you said, uh, definitely the longevity factor and how many seasons Jerry Rice played. That's the whole key. Yeah. Guys like Jerry Rice. Emmett Smith, they don't make them like they used to, where every play would go to them inside the red zone. Now there's different wrinkles and different scenarios. Yeah. So like you said, you know, Rice even ran in, you know, 10 or so, yeah. 11 or so. So what a, what a great, great he was the best. Uh, for me growing up, he was the best football player I saw. Barry Sanders didn't have a long enough career. Jerry Rice, every Super Bowl, it was just amazing. I have a Jerry Rice signed football. How did you get that? It's signed to Ryan, Jerry wow. Rice. Uh, so one of his... I won't, I won't say favorite restaurants, but a restaurant that he has a booth for him okay. is Sundance the Steakhouse, the one that was founded by my grandpa. Oh, wow. And so that was that was one of my Christmas gifts one year. They got him to sign Oh, my a, God. A That's game. a hell of a Christmas. Where do you have that? You have that kept safe? Yep. And what's your address again? I was remember you were telling me. <laughs> yeah. And what room is and what it in? Uh-huh. And, what, and your yeah. security code that you have is yeah. what? Yeah. It's Jerry. It's 8080. It's his yeah. number twice. <laughs> That's a nice football. Um, that steakhouse was what again? Sundance. Sundance, the steakhouse. Again, yep. there's that steakhouse down the street. I was telling you about. Anyway, uh, if you want to go, Silverado Steakhouse, and it's packed right now at the right rodeo up. in town. Yeah, unbelievable. Silverado's right. unbelievable. It sparkles in there too. Yes, it's great. I've eaten there many times. <laughs> and Michael's is just another level. Now I, I I haven't been allowed into Michael's yet. <laughs> well, I haven't been. Chris, I'm gonna have to earn that from Chris. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'll ever be allowed into Michael's. I don't know if I have the right attire. Ryan, sharp dresser. You could probably get into Michael's. I don't know if the old Maybe navy t-shirts are getting me in. Well, we'll get you in the Hawthorne at Rampart. So. Okay, yeah, well, fabulous, there you go. Hawthorne is awesome. Have you good. been to Hawthorne? Yep, several times. Oh, man, I love a steak. Uh, all right, so, uh, and one more thing on this day in sports history. This is fascinating. Uh, the 99-yard run by Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, and on his way, this is just one of the most, uh, like, best runs of all time. So, uh, do we have that? We have the video. We didn't, we didn't download it. We didn't download it. Anyway, he had a great run. So just imagine Derek Henry running. <laughs> mean stiff arm. blast. And, yeah, and stiff arming. <laughs> yeah. And doing this and all that stuff. Like that commercial Chugging. with State Farm. He's on, right? What's he's that? Jake State from Farm. State Farm? Yeah, he's on. No, he's got a commercial now, doesn't he? Oh, Henry? Henry, I, I, Henry I, he I, should. Yeah, yeah. He should. I mean, I the guy. Tom wanted him now. But again, again, the most dominant runner two years ago, right? And he's slowing down. These runners, this, these running backs. They're always complaining that I get the long like term. Emmett, Not know, to, I know like Emmett Smith. Emmett There's Smith, these guys who stick around forever. It's so hard nowadays, and I feel bad for the running backs. I mean, looking at that list of Franco Harris had 100 touchdowns, and Franco Harris broke down. He broke down fast, and he ended up uh, with the Seahawks. And it was just awkward seeing him in that uniform. Jerry Rice, by the way, Jerry Rice's last team was either Denver or Seattle, and I think it was in camp, and he got cut. Right. So seeing Jerry Rice in anything but the the gold and red. Out of place. Didn't look right. I mean, he looked right. pretty good in the Raiders. And I think, did, did Jerry Rice play with Buffalo? No, he never went to Buffalo. I know he was in Denver and Seattle. One of the teams cut him in spring. But, um, I think it was Seattle. Seattle, yeah, yeah I think yeah. so, Seattle. Uh, all right, so looking ahead to the NFL action, I want to look at Thursday night's game since we got you here, Dwayne. Probably one of the sickest-looking lines of all year. My beloved Steelers, who are somehow six-point favorites, and the over-under is 30 flat. I mean, what, what, what's, what's going on with this in the sports book? Well, at least your team has an injury. Yeah. You know, the quarterback. Exactly. I, I don't know. Which what's might going be a good thing. England. We don't know. Yeah, but not with Trubisky Day, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but I don't know what's going on in New England. This is the whole factor of what is going on through Bill Belichick's mind. Right. What's going on with Zap? What's going on, you know, with Mac Jones, who's obviously, uh, you know, it's so similar how Mac Jones and Zach Wilson are right now in that same boat where, you know, we put so much faith. We're going to take yeah. you with our number one pick. And now we could care less where you go, how you play, <laughs> when you play. And uh, New England couldn't score a thing last week, yeah. I'll be honest with you. You know, and uh, not that the Chargers have a bad defense, but right. it, it's not the greatest. No one's fearing them uh, like yeah, Cleveland you know, or Ravens. Uh, yeah. Definitely, uh, it was a, a telling tale and a measuring stick that this is why the total is in the 30 range. We're getting into Iowa-type totals now, like an Iowa-Navy <laughs> game this is going to be. The Thursday night games have lost a lot of luster. There have been some good ones, like last week, and there's been some bad ones. So, you know, definitely it's going to be interesting to see how the public perceives the matchup other than the total itself. 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's just going to be an ugly game. And, you know, it's funny because Reno Paul has been a guest on the show. He's a giant Laker fan. Right. And uh, so it's going to be opposite the Steeler game and the Laker game. So he's going to be using the uh, PIP, picture in picture, which I think he's the last person on the planet <laughs> who still has the TV. He goes, yeah, I just picture in picture. I'm like, you still have that? That was a big thing. <laughs> I know. That I, was a big I, thing. I had one. Yeah, because you, you'd, you'd have, you'd have people over. You'd be like, hey, you guys want to watch? Two games, bam! <laughs> and then you'd have screen. You could move it around. And I was like, big We're technology. We're our age now. I know. Right? And it was in it color, out. Ryan. It was yes. color. <laughs> Not all of us can have Chris Andrews' office back there where he's got oh, the ATV splitting, put up everything he wants with the Turner Classic movie in the corner. But uh, he always has that going on. That's the best. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he, the Lakers and uh, Jeff Parles is going to the game. And uh, I'll be watching the Steeler game. I also have some work to do. I work. I work. This is work, yes. this show. I'll be working as well. Yeah. So what's going on? What's going on at the Rampart? Uh, people got to come over and see you in Summerlin. It's a Hilton-affiliated hotel. Marriott. Uh, Marriott. Marriott, excuse yeah. me. Marriott-affiliated hotel. And it's beautiful. I, I loved amazing. it. I loved it. We played some blackjack. We did well. Good. Good. Yep. And definitely, uh, you know, we have the $500 cash giveaway. All you have to do is bet some football and swipe your card at the window. Use the kiosk and you're automatically in. Electronic drawing. Uh, you don't have to be present to win. We post it right in the race at Sportsbook. So nobody's giving away cash, guys. You know, we're giving away 500 cash, uh, some free slot That's right. That's second nice. and third. It's huge. You bet a $50 parlay card. Uh, you get uh, free lunch or $5 off our buffet. You get a coupon. All you have to do is make a $50 parlay card. I want to do that. Yeah, we got a ton of stuff going on at the Rampart, and we're geared up for the end of the NFL season. And like you were saying, Durango Station has opened, but yeah. they're not taking horse racing. And people who know me, I'm huge with horse racing. Okay. I'm definitely one of the, uh, you know, I push it. Yeah. And it's been a dying industry. Don't get me wrong. But people my age and trying to attract the younger age yeah. is what the uh, restriction is. But we're definitely rolling out the red carpet. We're very liberal with our comp points. Best comps nice. in town for horse racing. Comp racing forms as long as you play on a consistent basis. And the Rampart is really happening, I'll tell you. It's I, a hidden gem. Listen, I, it, it really is. And I love I love the horses because I used to go to the track with my dad. He'd come to L.A. and visit. We'd go to Santa Anita. Best. So and and you said so you're saying younger clientele aren't watching horses as much as that right you yeah. know that's really because I'll tell you if they go to a horse race if you go see the horses come out of the paddock and parade parade you know by you and then you see them in the starting gate and the atmosphere of a horse race I mean it's those two or three minutes are some of the the All funnest you need is a weekend at Delmar. And now, see, I've I never been to Delmar. Anybody, okay. I can convert any young person into betting horses. All you need is a weekend at Delmar, even a weekend at Saratoga. But yeah. Delmar, you got the beach atmosphere. Uh, you know, so many more ladies are there. Definitely, <laughs> <laughs> it's, incre it's incredible. It's incredible. You mean Phillies? Yes, are you Phillies. speaking of? Yes, especially uh, they used to run uh, on the open opening day every year. It was called the Cougar Handicap. <laughs> Forget about it, Frank. You couldn't believe the amount of women that Man, would be we're there. Going to Delmar. <laughs> <laughs> Without a Man, doubt, it sense. Uh, unbelievable, and it it would be so. The stories, guys. The men's bathroom, women would be pushing men out of the way to get into the bathroom the because it was, was so packed. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you would have uh, classy have, ladies, is what we're since, saying. Yes, exactly. <laughs> ever since we've had the uh, COVID limitations, it's been different yeah. for the on-track attendance. But those opening days, you used to get a hundred thousand points in that small racetrack, and it was just. Off the hook. and uh, the Have you Pacific ever been to the Derby and, or the Preakness or the uh, Belmont? Uh, the Belmont several yeah. times. I've been to the Breeders' Cup several times. Yeah, Breeders. Never been to Churchill Downs, unfortunately. I've been to uh, Pimlico, but not uh, the Preakness. I hear that's in. Uh, Maybe we should do like a live show from uh, Churchill Downs, Kentucky Derby next year. You want to make that happen? It? Yeah, Ann, make that happen. <laughs> Let's do that. Chris, make it happen. Let's do it. We'll do a live thing. And the last thing I want to talk about the NFL action, you are in this bookie thing. What is this competition that you're in? Oh, explain because I wanted to yeah. talk about it last time you're on. I forgot. So explain what this is. Okay. The Gaming Today bookie battle, it's been around for uh, 30, 40 years. Okay. And uh, it's synonymous with the football season. They used to have a print publication where you would pick up at the Race at Sportsbook here at South Point at the Rampart mm -hmm. each uh, week in, week out. Now they've gone strictly digital. But this uh, competition includes every legalized bookmaker basically in the United States now. Wow. And, uh, you know, I've been leading now for the 13 straight weeks of the Come NFL on. season. All 13 weeks. Uh, I have a five-game lead right now. I'm Jeez. trying to keep it going. You have to put in your picks every game against the spread, Frank, yeah. by Thursday before okay. the Thursday night kickoff. 
about sure. an hour before. So it's not an easy contest. Uh, I finished second a couple of years ago, uh, uh, won the playoffs one year. So uh, very competitive. Uh, what, is there a prize for this or is it just prize? Uh, yeah, yeah. Each uh, quarter, they give out $500 for the quarter leader okay. uh, who has the best record. So I had the best record the first quarter and now just recently the third quarter. Okay. So I got $1,000 already. Nice. And I believe it's 3000 for the total prize. Do you want to look in your camera and talk trash so, to anyone uh, who's, who's trailing you right now? You know, I because we all respect each other and uh you know That's we want to keep it friendly maybe talk a little smack if i win it all <laughs> but you know uh, i had the league that one year i actually had two years ago frank i had a perfect record one week and still lost oh got God. caught in the last week Ugh. so you know think about it if somebody loses five or six games and still goes 11 and 4 10 and 5 I had a 14, 15, and 0, Jeez. and, you know, you gain that many games, and I still got caught, so. All right, now, so, I, I you don't have to give away any, do you have a couple picks you might want to give us, looking at the sheet? Uh, yeah, I'll be honest with you, it's definitely going to be a tough week, uh, you know, everybody's going to be picking against the Jets, even though Houston has a couple of injuries, you know that, you definitely circle that, uh, the Chargers at home, they're very difficult to beat at home, but it's a marquee matchup against the Broncos, who hung in there till yeah, uh, the late really stages did. of that last game, and, uh, you know, I'll definitely be looking uh it's so hard to bet the patriots i had them last week all <laughs> i needed was a field goal and they couldn't get anything so that was one of the losses i suffered i'm definitely gonna have to be a little sharper this week i think the consensus last week guys was four and eight yeah. and i think i had like five or six winners so i have to improve on that especially if i want to win the last quarter chiefs and bills massive matchup yeah uh and you got go Philly and, and you, you like the Chiefs? Yeah, yeah. I know I, about, you know, I just don't believe in Josh Allen on the big stage. You know, he could win some games, but you saw how he constantly makes mistakes. They had yeah, he Eagles, does. he had uh, Davis wide open, and he throws it in the other direction. So, you know, I love Josh he, Allen's pissed, talent yeah. level, right? But, he threw his helmet, know, Davis. And what do you think about Cowboys? Dallas? Yeah, yeah you Dallas, know, I'm going to stick with the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I mean, that's the one advantage I would say that the, the public has or the other bookmakers against me. I almost pick Dallas every single week. So, you know. <laughs> You know, I, I'm a homer. I love my Cowboys. This is a big matchup, though. We really have to make a statement. And the Eagles are susceptible now. You saw they got blown out by San Francisco, but who doesn't when San Francisco plays at that Oof. level? Yeah. If Hurts is banged up, Dallas will take advantage. I feel like if Jerry Rice wanted to come out of retirement, he could probably play for the Niners. He could probably get three or four catches a game, maybe oh, score a game. They have so many can. options. Purdy will find him. Yes. That guy's been amazing. He leads the NFL in every category. It was Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, all right. Well, can, good luck with the bookie thing. Thank you. Thank you. I'm probably going to take the under on Thursday night from Frankie Overs. I'm going to probably take an under on that 30 points. Take a flyer. I'm going I'm to do it. I'm gonna, it's Shocking. painful for me to do it, but I'm going to do it. Uh, we had a comment here. Sean Higgs, he's 49. He's been to the track twice in his life. Got to get to the track, Sean. You got to bring the younger people with you, brother. Uh, and then uh, let's see here. Shamer Stage Casinos for no Durango. Durango book folks look horrible. Yeah. South Point, horse friendly. Yes. Thank you for that. South Park. Thank yes. you, Mindar. Uh, all right, we're going to take a two-minute break, and then we got my man Spencer, who is going to blow our minds with numbers, as he always does. We'll be right back. Dwayne Colucci, everybody! Colucci! Be right back. Enjoy live entertainment at the Grandview Lounge, where you'll feel all the vibes of old Las Vegas. Enjoy the music, and if you love to laugh, don't miss The Dirty at 1230, our very own free comedy show, every Friday night at 1230 a.m. in the Grandview Lounge. The Dirty is 100% free, so arrive early. Go to southpointcasino.com or call the box office at 77136 for today's performances at the showroom and the Grandview Lounge. When you're ready for your favorite cocktail, stop in and unwind at one of our seven specialty lounges. There's a bar around every corner, because you're in Vegas, baby. South Point Casino has plenty of attractions for the whole family. Catch a movie. Our 16-screen movie theater includes two XD extreme screens for the ultimate in viewing, sound, and luxury. After the show, treat the family to a variety of treats at our old-fashioned ice cream parlor, Kate's Corner. We scoop up a variety of creamy concoctions, including smoothies, hand-dipped cones, milkshakes, malts, sodas, and sundaes. At Kate's, there's something for everyone. And if you still got time to spare, our bowling center might be right up your alley. Voted Best of Las Vegas, it's a great place for friends and family fun. 64 lanes, a pro shop, snack bar, and arcade. 
And while the kids are bowling, you can play slots and sip on a drink in the Alley Cat Lounge while overlooking the lanes. For our more serious and professional bowlers, the South Point is also home to a separate tournament bowling plaza. All right, welcome back to Punchlines. I'm Frank Nicotero. Reno Paul, who lives in Reno, and his name is Paul. He has a spider parlay today. Orlando Magic plus four and a half. 76ers Wizards under 239. Atlanta Hawks three and a half. He's got, he's got, it's in the live comments if you want to take a look at it. How much does this pay? $25 will pay $3,035. His goal in life is to have one of those TikToks where it's someone with the big payoff on a $5 parlay. So this could be it, everybody. This could be. Do you like that? But you like that one, Ryan? I I responded and I said it's hard to rely on the Bulls. I That's know they're true. playing the Hornets tonight, but Zach Levine and Demar Derozan should be back in the lineup. And with them in the lineup, it hasn't. And Sean, hasn't looked good. Sean, our NBA guy, you might want to take a look at that Spider Parlay. Parlay, Reno, Reno Paul put up. I don't like that under for the Wizards. He doesn't like the Wizards <laughs> under. All right, yeah, Paul. The Wizards don't play. You defense. have some detractors. Maybe maybe adjust to what they're tipping. But anyway, all right, we're going to bring in a gentleman. Is this his fourth appearance? This is his fourth. Fourth. Appearance. He's in the four timer club with Kaluch. They're both four timers. Kaluch, 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 we have to say it. We can say it for him, too. Uh, it's our Pac-12 expert, college football, uh, Pacific Northwest guy. We're going to talk about UW. Uh, Spencer McLaughlin play is here. Play-by-play guy for Southern Utah play by, That's it. Play-by-play play for Southern Utah, Mountain West, right? McLaughlin. McLaughlin. Whack. The whack, yeah. baby. The whack. The whack. 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 The, wacky, the wacky whack, though the Mountain West is a more than respectable conference, but and, good to be back with you, Frank. And Spencer, as always, it's a pleasure. And I always love Spencer, who's a baseball fan like me as well. Sporting a Mariners. It's it's December. He's wearing a Mariners t-shirt. I love it. And what is the deal with that trade they made with the Braves? And by the way, Marco Gonzalez was then flipped to the Pirates, which I'm happy with. I'll take him. He'll eat some innings for us. But they traded away Jared Kelnick, right? Or uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they got rid of Kelnick. They got rid of Marco. They got rid of Evan White. That that's that's what you call a cap space move yeah. or or a setup move. So I I'm doing something that I do almost every year. My brother and I both not at the same time, but we both watch uh, all eight Harry Potter movies every Christmas season <laughs> because they're Christmas movies and okay. they're fantastic. And so the worst of all the Harry Potter movies is is far and away. The Half-Blood Prince, right? It's the sixth movie. Well, and the reason okay. that it is the worst movie is because it is a setup movie. Everything that happens in it is just setting you up for seven part one and seven two part two, right. which are both fantastic. But this move, this move better be a Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince <laughs> for the Mariners. It's got to be a setup move. I mean, you're getting rid of Kelnick, who, you know, was a contributing player last year. and a years good old, one, young, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, not not as not the superstar he was billed as as right. a prospect, but he's somebody who, you know, turned into like 250, 20 to 25 homers, good defense. Like that's if you can be that sort of guy, if that's your number 3 outfielder, that's a pretty darn good outfield that yeah. that you have there. Marco was a guy who, you know, I think it was just kind of time to move on from and he had a contract and then Evan White, uh, that that whole thing was just a mess. <laughs> they gave him a contract yeah. before he even took a a single pitch yeah. at the plate or, you know, play in the field as, as a major league baseball Corbin player. Corbin Carroll, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were banking on him becoming something. And if he had become, you know, what his potential was, great defensive first baseman, if you become a good hitter as well, first baseman in the future, it would have been a steal of a contract. Instead, he doesn't play at all. So you're paying money to a guy yeah. that does, that literally does not play. I, I don't even play him in my MLB the show season. Like he's just not <laughs> that kind of guy. So you're you're getting rid of those three guys. It's got to be to make another move because you needed to off uh, offshoot the show payroll. Otani? Is it? Is that? Would you want to swoop in on Juan Soto? Oh, oh! I am interested in Juan Soto. I am interested in Juan Soto. I am interested in Otani. I am interested in Randy Rosarena. But yeah. there's this hilarious meme. Do you guys? Uh, Ryan probably does. Frank, you're older. Sorry, but <laughs> I, I think that wow. you. Uh, wow, you know. Spencer. That's all the time we have for punchlines. Uh, Live in screen. Nevada, every show. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, Ryan. You know the meme where where it's Drake going yep. like this. You're, you say no to something, yep. but then he's like, mm, for something. The Mariners. Offseason started needing a corner outfielder, a third baseman, and a DH. Okay. And that was Drake going no. But then Drake going yes is to the Mariners' current predicament, which is they need a third baseman, a DH, an outfielder, 
and another bat, <laughs> which they have literally added. Oh, and a second baseman. That's what it is. So it's like they needed three positions when the offseason began, and now they need five. So things are going great. Well, first, obviously. Of all, first of all, welcome to being a pirate fan. I understand how that is every year. Sec- oh, God. Second of all, yeah, second of all, what is a meme? Third of all, <laughs> and if it's about Drake, oh, I've met Drake a few times, as Ryan knows. In a, the bathroom. A very funny story. I've met Drake in the bathroom. I'm not going to give it away on the show, but yes, I've met Drake <laughs> twice in the bathroom. You'd yeah, that's a come- great setup to just leave people to their imagination. <laughs> I met Drake in the bathroom. You would have to come see me live doing stand-up to hear the whole story, but yes. Um, so I know what a meme is. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm on TikTok. I'm down. This is what you get for saying I don't know what a radio is. No, I well, uh, I know. Yeah, but I know you know what a radio Oh, God. All right, we've lost control. Spencer, let's get back. So enough baseball talk. Yeah. But Joe Hay or Juan Soto, yeah, they would look good and they'd, they'd be amazing in Seattle. I like the Mariners. I always did since Rupert Jones back in those days. And Jay, Jay, <laughs> we're having fun now. So listen, let's talk why Spencer, you're, you're the, you're our Pac-12 guy, man. You, you, you're, a, you're an Oregon Ducks guy. Sorry about the Ducks. Uh, I mean, did it's you see not, that coming? I mean, obviously we had them. They were nine and no. out, 10 point favorites. No one saw it coming. And it was, I mean, Washington came out and just, wow, shocked everybody. Uh, what were your reactions watching that game? Yeah, Washington was just more prepared from from the get go, and, and that's been, you know, a consistent thing for the Ducks this year. Is, is they haven't gotten off to many slow starts. There have been a couple, but you know, every team does at some point. On the whole, Oregon comes out with a game plan and a mindset where they're ready to attack and get off to a strong start. And they just weren't. They couldn't get off the field on third down on defense. And, you know, they did hold to a field goal. But then the offense comes out and they go three and out. And all of a sudden you're looking at the defense being on the field in the first quarter for, I I think, damn near 11 minutes. I mean, the offense couldn't possess the ball, wasn't doing them any favors. And you're staring at the 20-3 to deficit. And, I mean, I I just did not think that with the way Washington had been playing – they were capable. I, I knew they were capable of winning the football game. I didn't think they were capable of, you know, outscoring the Ducks for a stretch by 17 points yeah. and just completely dominating on both sides of the ball, dominating the line of scrimmage as well. Like o- Oregon got outplayed. You know, they still had chances to win the football game because they, they are really good. And they eventually, you know, got into a little bit of a groove there before the half and carried that over into the second half when they went on a 21-point run. But, you know, ultimately, Michael Penix just apparently loves playing Oregon. And they had a great game plan offensively. And Washington's receivers are just way better than what Oregon safeties were able to cover. And, you know, it was uh, it, it was a thrilling game. I was texting with our uh, Locked on Huskies guy at the next uh, at the network, Roman Tomashoff, who does a great job. And... <laughs> I'd gotten a text from our boss who said, who's an Auburn guy. And he said, Hey, can Oregon and Washington play five times a year? (laughs) And I said, no, my heart cannot (laughs) physically cannot take it. Like I'm at that game in the press box. My resting heart rate had to be at least 110. (laughs) I, I mean, just sitting there like waiting for second and six. And my heart is just beating like straight out of my chest. And I was texting Rome and he was like, I, I, I can't take this. I, I, I can't. His team, his team won. But, you know, yeah. the game was always kind of in doubt because you knew Oregon was going to make a run, which they did. And it was close and it was, came down to the end. And then Oregon made it interesting with the long, quick touchdown with 220 to go and whatnot. And like, it's just, it is a stressful, stressful thing. And Washington just, you know, yeah. has Oregon's number right now. They're the better football team. And they deserve to be in the playoffs. Now, Spencer, I see that Pac-12 flag behind you. What do you do with that now? What what happens to the Pac-12 flag? Do you leave it there in tribute? Well, you know, I could just, like, take something and just, like, look, block Pac-2. it out. <laughs> yeah, I, I got I to gotta, I gotta adjudicate my wrist. There, there we go. go. There, there we, we go. go. Yeah, we're Pac-2, baby. <laughs> we're, we're, we're Pac-2. No, I mean, it's... You know, it's it's an unfortunate situation for many reasons, but I think the Beavs and Cougs are, are basically just going to operate as independents. Yeah. You know, they're, they're still going to play under the pack label, but, I mean, they're only going to be two teams in the league. But I, I think they'll keep doing that because it'll leave open the possibility of maybe rebuilding the league starting in 2025 into, you know, the best G5 conference in America. Like, you, you could reasonably do that. I think you'd look at a couple teams in – the American and say, you know, let's pull a couple from there and increase our geographical diversity and just take the cream of the crop from the Mountain West and everything like that. But what one thing that makes that complicated is the Mountain West 
you know, reportedly there was going to be a scheduling alliance and then Oregon State said, no, we're not doing that. But then they kind of did that. I'm not clear as to whether or not this detail that was speculated ahead of time was included, which is that there's a financial penalty if Oregon State and Washington State attempt to pull the best teams from the Mountain West, essentially. Wow. And, And so that was reported, I think, under a different scheduling model than what actually came to fruition. But they do have an alliance that the Mountain West and Oregon State and Washington State announced, which is the Beavs and the Cougs will play six Mountain West teams in 2024. But I don't know if that principle got applied to that situation. Okay. That was never really made made, yeah. made clear. But so, you know, they're, they're just going to be treated as independents. You know, what BYU was until yeah. this year, what uh, Liberty was for a while, what Notre Dame Notre still Dame is. Notre Dame still does, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, what do you think of the college football playoffs? So, so right now, Washington's the long shot. The Pac-12 is a long shot. I, I again, I've watched most of Washington's games this year. What are your takes on the matchups? And did Florida State belong in? No, they didn't. Uh, no, Florida State did not exactly. belong in. Exactly. All right. So, what do you think of the two matchups? Who do you like in the? And who's your national champion? I don't know that I've got a national champion yet because I need to see how these teams play against one another a, a little bit. Okay. But Fair um, I, I think that you've got a shootout and a slugfest. I think those are your two, your two games. And I actually was on a different show and uh, a live reaction show to the college football playoff rankings. And I, I, I said that particular line, I said, yeah, Texas, Washington is shootout yeah. and Bama, Michigan, or yeah, Bama, Michigan is, is a slugfest. The over-unders for those games were 64 in the Texas, Washington game and 46, I think in the, in the Bama, Michigan yeah. game there. So yeah, there it is. So um, I, I think that, they're going to be fantastic matchups. They're going to look very, very different on paper. I, I don't know that I can predict a national champion until I see, you know, who actually ends up winning. Because I, I like in the semifinal games. I mean, I, I didn't mean like, yeah, I'm going to wait and no, see no, who no. the national champion is. Be like, oh, that was my pick. You can that was that. my that was my squad right there. I, I had them, but. I, I think you've got. You know, I am a huge advocate of making college football as different from the NFL as possible because that, that's what makes it great. I do think that they've achieved something that the NFL has thrived with this year, which is true parity and an, a sense of we don't know who's going to win. Right. Like if I told you right now Nick Saban wins the national championship, that surprising anybody? If I told you right now Texas breaks through with the way they've been playing, is that surprising anybody? If I told you right now Michael Penix is back to being himself and Washington's receivers are doing their best impression of 2019 LSU with those mm-hmm. guys, is that ridiculous? Is Michigan just the best team? Eh, they could be, you know, but I think Washington's resume is actually stronger than, than Michigan's. The committee just kind of tied their hands there throughout the season. But, uh, you know, on, on Florida State, I get why their fans are upset, but what I'd say to Florida State fans is whether this outcome happened or you got the outcome that you think you wanted, you are a Jordan Travis injury away from contending for a national championship. Like I got news for you. You weren't going to score a touchdown against Michigan without Jordan (laughs) Travis. Sorry. That wasn't, that's not going to happen. I watched you play. I watched you play for two games against a good Louisville team. Not great, but good. And a poor Florida team. And I watched you struggle to move the ball over and over. I don't care if it's the number two guy or the number three guy. Cardell Jones ain't walking through that door and you were going to go up against Michigan and you were going to get absolutely dog walked and not score an offensive touchdown. So I I think that it's the same outcome no matter what. Cardell Jones, right? That guy, when he was at Ohio State, man, remember that year, that magical run he had? He was a beast. Yes. Nothing. Yes. Who did Frank, Frank, who did they beat in the national championship game? Was that Oregon? Yes. I'm really sorry. Who was the Oregon Oregon quarterback? Was it Mariota? No, who was it? This guy, Marcus Mariota. He was was pretty good. Yeah, he was. Oh, man. He was quite good. That's like someone bringing up the 92 Braves-Pirates playoffs. I apologize. I forgot. I'm like, yeah, that Cardell Jones. But he was a hell of a player. You know, know, that one one doesn't actually bug me. You know, like 2010 against Auburn, that bugs me. Okay. That will – that game will always bug me. Why? But twenty, but 20, 2014, right. I mean, it's technically twenty fifteen, whatever. Against Ohio State, got outplayed. Yeah, got out, got outplayed, out coached. They gave it a good swing. They had a great team. Couple injuries that received. Like that one doesn't bother me as a fan. Okay. Twenty ten bothers. All right, now I know you're a big video game fan. You got your console right yes. behind you, right? Uh, did, you, did you see the new Grand Theft Auto trailer that was leaked? I have never played Grand Theft oh, Auto. Ryan, have you ever played Grand Theft Auto? I played Grand Theft Auto. Did you see the trailer? Yes, I did. It looks insane. Did you realize that most of that trailer is actual clips of Florida people? 
that they put in the game? They did. Have, I, 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 they looked exactly like Florida, a Florida man. I mean, it looked exactly like it. I mean, it looks so. It, so you're watching this. You're salivating. You're like, this is going to be great. And then the end, it says release date 2025. It's like, what? We have to wait over a year for that. Yep. I mean, look, I played Grand Theft Auto. Uh, I, look, I love, I have played, was it Miami, the Vice one? Miami Vice? My, whatever, that one, Vice City or whatever. It was yeah, excellent. Vice City. Vice yeah, City. I, I, and I used cheat codes. I'd drop a tank in. I didn't care. I got to the end and I won. And I remember the guy walks away and I just set the remote down, exhaled, and then didn't touch uh, a, a video game console for like a year because it was like so exhausting. But that new one, holy mackerel, does that look amazing. Spencer, one thing I want to talk to you about. Last yeah. night you were in Salt Lake City. I was. Uh, our Thunderbirds almost had it. They played against the Utes. How was uh, how was that game? God, it was awesome. It was, I mean, it was fantastic. Uh, you know, really from the jump. And there were moments, two moments, where where Utah built a 15 point lead in the first half and a 17 point lead in the second half. And, and Southern Utah, they they just kept they kept on fighting. They they just they just kept on coming and would not let Utah run away with the game. And, you know, it was a massive point spread. I think it was 24 was and a half by the time. Wow. Okay, was it? Wow. Yeah, it, it was a massive point spread. Uh, you know, Utah was without Brandon Carlson, their all-pack 12 big man, and that certainly certainly played a role. And, and Southern Utah is a team that doesn't have a lot of size. They're, they're a small ball team, but they can shoot. And they hit 12 threes, which was a season high yesterday. And uh, they, they, you know, trailing by 15 – getting it down to four and ultimately trailing by seven because of a missed travel call at the half was a great spot to be. Then you come out and in the first four minutes, go minus 10. You're down by 17 and thinking, oh, well, Utah just played. And then they just kept on fighting. Just just scrap, fight, claw, get your way back into it, shoot your way back into it. And they ended up losing the game by two, came down to the final minute, and, and Utah was able to just – executing a couple key spots but yeah I, I mean second time this year they've played a team out of a bigger conference in state on the road and they've put more than a tiny scare into them you know they did against utah state back on november 14th and yeah he heck of a couple of games to call do you uh do you think they can build on it and compete in the whack this year with a new coach or so is, that, that, that's uh, a question san diego state last night yeah i mean dc is really good um their their talent is insane and bryce drew's a heck of a coach and they're the favorites and they should be and heck they might be ranked when the next ap poll comes out uh and i wouldn't be that surprised so i think that for for southern utah the key is consistency they're such a young team you know you've got Braden housley starting a point guard he's playing his first college basketball games right here right now he redshirted all of last year you've got parsa fall in the front court who hadn't made a start until this season you got a bunch of newcomers you know dom ford has got a bigger role with su than he had with idaho last year like there, there are just a lot of components that you know their youth and inexperience shows through sometimes particularly on the defensive end of the floor and coach jeter is very aware of that but you know consistency is the key for them because they play that game against utah state and then they play their first league game against california baptist on their home court and they, they got killed wow. uh, i mean cal it, it was it was close at the half and then CBU in the second half just ran away with it. I mean, they were completely in control. So putting forth that sort of effort, game in and game out, is going to be the key. But at their peak, yeah, they can there be a go. team that, you know, at the very least scares some other teams. Because in college basketball, what's the key to pulling upsets? It's always guard play. Like, th like think about every Cinderella story in March Madness or every yeah, big it's upset. Always, yeah, that's true. You've always got great guard play. And the best teams that win the national championship, by the way, Guards. great guard play. That's and nice. I think UConn last year was the closest exception that I've seen to not being fully guard dependent because they had that big dude in the middle who was a beast. But every single team that does well, like when I'm looking at the March Madness bracket and thinking about, oh, you know, who could win and everything – I look at who's got the best point guard play, and, and that's that's usually what carries you in college basketball. That's a good tip. All right, Spencer, thank you. Where can people find you, and uh, where can people follow you? Because we we want as many of our subscribers to follow you as well. Because you just yeah, you I'm on Twitter at smalls underscore fifty five uh, is my my personal account. I host Locked On Pack Twelve and Locked On Ducks. The latter of which I need to record once we once we hop off here for today because we got <laughs> back you. at one thirty in the morning yesterday, so Ooh, I yeah, wasn't exactly were, in the mood to do a show. You were calling the uh, game, yeah, geez. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I host them Monday through Friday on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. And I think I should add to my, my bio frequent guest of punchlines 
with you. Please there do. You will be back. Guy, Frankie right. Last th- I love it, buddy. And last thing, we're running out of time, but um, you, you said that Harry Potter movies are Christmas movies. Yes or no? Yes. Die Hard Christmas movie or not? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's correct answer. Yes. I knew he'd have the correct answer. All right, Spencer, thank you so much for joining us. Spencer McLaughlin, always like a professor yep. on the show, yeah. man. His number's outstanding. Thank you to thank Dwayne you, Colucci. Colucci coming Colucci. in live. And I uh, want to add that David Sanders says, GTA looks like a news feed from Florida, including the alligator. Yeah, that's your that's your stepdad, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's funny, David, but it looks amazing. Anyway, another great show here. Thank you. And I want to apologize for yesterday and today, because yesterday uh, I was on uh, a two-shot and I went like this. I itched my head and I looked and she immediately cut off. And then today I did a big cough on camera. I should always look. So that's my fault. I know you're always looking. Rookie, rookie, rookie mistake. There's also one that you scratched your face real hard. Well, that's, yeah, that's the meth. All right. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching. We'll be back tomorrow. We have an NFL player coming on tomorrow. Starting tight end for the New York Giants, Daniel Bellinger. Daniel Bellinger will be on the show. So thank you, everybody, for watching the show. Keep subscribing. We're up to 790. Ah, 790. We're coming up on Josh Gibson's 800. We want to get to 1,000 by the end of the year. Share this show, please. You guys are doing our work for us. We really appreciate it. We hope we entertain you. We'll see you tomorrow with another Punchlines. Lines, live in Nevada. Every show.